You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't really agree with the phrase of you can't be friends with your children. Jesus is our friend. Gotta face it because you love them that much. Well, you're gonna have those feelings anyway. You're just not gonna talk about it to me. Please listen to your children. Don't cut them off. You're listening to a special series on having the talks because one just isn't enough. You can now grab the newest card deck for parents and children by going to www.havingthetalks.com. Dear young married couple, have you ever wanted to just sit down and talk to a successful veteran mom about the balance of being your kid's friend versus their parent? Well, today we did just that. We got to interview our mom, Kimberly Horton, and she gives us all the tricks and tips on parenting. Yes, we asked her your questions as well as some of our own and shared some of our reflections of growing up and what that was like to be parented by someone who struck struck that balance really well. And we're looking forward to sharing this interview with you today. Yes, and just a reminder, today is the last day to order Having the Talks on pre-order where you get all the freebies, the emotion chart, Mm -hmm. all the cool things. Um, Go to www.havingthetalks.com to get your card deck today. When they do go on Amazon, the price will increase, so make sure you snag that today and start having those talks in your home. Yes, and before we jump into the interview, just a little bit about Kimberly, our mom. Uh, She is a mom for, well, how old I am, 33 years, and um, she's a wife for 37 years, a Grammy of three, and she's also a parent coach. So she has coached numerous families throughout the years on how to do better at parenting, and she's going to share her insights with us today. Welcome to the podcast today, Mama. We are so honored to have you on. You are by far our most important guest on the podcast. (laughs) Yes, today's going to be a good one. Uh, You're going to get a little glimpse into the life of Dear Young Married Couple as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I just want to say, too, that without uh, this special lady and her husband, Ken, um, Dear Young Married Couple would not be able to do the things that it does Um, or I should say my wife and I um, traveling and ministering and doing conferences and seminars and all that other stuff uh, wouldn't happen without their support because Mm -hmm. they watch the kids and um, we trust them completely. And it really relieves so much um, mental worry space that Mm -hmm. could be there, but isn't. So thank God for you guys and your support throughout the years. Well, you're very welcome. And it's our pleasure for sure. We love our grandbabies. Aww. And plus, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mommy texted me the other day about something like about something like going on a date. Oh, it was when 
on our anniversary, you surprised us and took the kids so that we could go on a date. And you're like, yeah, I heard that spontaneity is really important. I heard it on a really good marriage podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta remind them. (laughs) Um, In case you're wondering who's at the table today, because oftentimes Karina and I sound similar. Mm -hmm. So it's um, our mom, Kimberly Horton, and then Karina, myself, and Adam. This is Adam's voice. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys submitted a bunch of questions and we won't get to all the questions, but we will answer. uh, We'll ask most of them, some of them um, to our mom, Kimberly, today. And um, just so you know a little bit more about her, because we shared some in the intro. But um, so there are five kids. So I'm the oldest, Carissa. Then Karina. And then there's Carly, Kayla, and Kyle. And as of next month, Kyle turns 18, and that makes all five of us as adults. Woo! Congratulations! Oh Can't believe this. And by the way, they've been known as the special K's yes. For, yes. for a long, long time. Yes. yes, that's who we are. My sister-in-law, Sandy, named us that a long time ago. <laughs> Stuck ever since. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty special that now we're all adults. And, and I think a lot of people have told you over the years, and I'm not bragging to say this because this is a testament to your, uh, you guys as parents, but people have told you like, you know, you have successful children and how did you raise five now mm-hmm. adult successful children? And um, so that we're going to be digging into some of those specifics today. And obviously we're going to dial into things that are pertinent to having the talks as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's interesting and difficult, I think about this whole space is that um, you don't get results right away. Mm-hmm. This is a, something that, yeah, you could write a book on it, but, um, you know, 20 years down the line, you might see, hmm, this, this could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. So um, this is special because we have fruit that's demonstrated right. with the kids. And we can kind of look at, okay, what are the things that were done well? And what are the things maybe that you wish you would have done differently? Right. Because right. I think everybody has those things. Absolutely. So um, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Too. I am. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. So question number one, um, this is actually, I think, a fun one to start off with. Someone asked, what are some funny memories mm-hmm. that you can share about your daughters or your son about having the talks? So what comes to mind as something oh, no. funny? <laughs> Which one is she going to share? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think something's... Uh, coming to mind here that uh, that sticks out that's funny uh, and it's about you Carissa <laughs> of course <laughs> Carissa but, was the nosy one right yeah. right oh, yes she, yes. Had she, she had a lot of questions which was great um <laughs> because it got me um thinking a lot <laughs> for the answers yeah it's good that I wasn't the first because I, right. I didn't have a lot of questions Right. But um, you learned through Krissa and all her questions, right? <laughs> what questions I should be asked. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so we have like a seven year break between um, Karina and Carly. So we have Carissa and Karina and then um, we waited um, to have more children. And then we had Carly, Kayla and Kyle. Um, but I remember Carissa, um, she's like, well, so... Um, I tried to open the door of your room and oh, no. um, 
are you are you done having babies or oh, I, you know, so I think goodness. that was really funny because I had to then explain um yeah daddy and I have our special time even if we're not done having babies or not because you know, we love each other and then of course the conversation went on from there <laughs> I love it that's great oh my goodness okay so Another question that that comes in here, um, and I think it's it's a really great one because you did have a lot of experience um, with girls, you know, four of them, but yes. then all of a sudden, what do you guys like to call Kyle? Not the mistake. The, no. the surprise. surprise. Oh, the surprise. oh yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> His sisters call him. The mistake. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm we just kidding. have never called him that. Yes. Maybe Carly or Carly. Surprise. <laughs> yes. So then you have the surprise, and yes. surprise. Um, talking about these topics are is a little different. Um, when you're when you're talking to a boy. So nice. can you um talk with us a little bit about the differences there? Well, I think boys in general um probably don't have as many questions um when they're younger. Than they than girls do. Um, I think that's a personality trait mm-hmm. as well. Um, so again, you know, kind of, kind of like with you, Karina, I had to ask questions, mm-hmm. and and that's what we would do. We would ask him, and of course, the t- the talks went a little bit different with with Dad. I was <laughs> I was kind of the same with Kyle, like I was with the girls because I wanted to. Um, have the same talks mm-hmm. and not make it awkward, but it was just, um, you know, it was different of course with, with how he answered, sure. but it, it was, um, comfortable because we did start at a young age having mm. talks right? and with all the sisters and with, <laughs> right. Because they have the talks too, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, cause it's comfortable in our family not to have to, um, hide something that you're wondering about and we just talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I think he just grew up that way. Like he was very comfortable with um, all the feminine products. Oh yeah. Because oh, absolutely. <laughs> they absolutely. were everywhere. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's purchased them for us plenty oh, of times. Sure. Like, you know, yes. he's, he's going to make a great husband and a dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure. Long, long, long time. Yeah. So part of it was growing up with sisters. Um, but then part of it was that, you know, you guys wanted to maintain that consistency of how you had the talks with us girls versus how you had the talks with him. It was like, you know, we're maybe like, okay, so daddy was involved a little bit more than he was with us. Daddy was kind of like on the sidelines with us. Yes. Um, But always there and not uncomfortable when we're talking, giving his two cents every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but with Kyle, um, it was like, I heard you say, you just pretty much stayed the same. Like you continued having those talks even though he was a boy. Right. Yeah. Right. And it does come from how you've been brought up. Um, You know, my mom was easy to talk to as well. And, you know, she has said it. I've said it now. We wish we would have said this or asked that Mm -hmm. or talked about this. Um, You know, the day we live in now with all the technology, of course, it's Mm -hmm. even different than a long time ago. But, um, you know, so I, I feel blessed that it was comfortable, you know, when I grew up mm-hmm. yeah. and it wasn't as comfortable with, um, 
with my husband when right. he grew up. It, they didn't talk about it. Right. So it does make a difference. But but I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, so we talked about talking about it with you all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was important. So this just kind of like goes right into a, a key question, I think. Um, from what I've seen, you've always been, because full disclosure, everybody. <laughs> so Krista is the oldest. So now when I look back, you know, we've been married for 14 years. We've been dating for 16 years. Mm -hmm. So for (laughs) most of the life of your younger kids, I've been there. Right. Right. I saw them as little kids. So it's kind of weird (laughs) thinking about that. So I've got to watch not only, of course, like, okay, how you are now with Carissa and Karina, but also watch how you've raised the younger kids because Mm -hmm. I've been around. Right. So one thing I've noticed um, is that you are very, very involved with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you take mom as just like a kind of a part-time job, <laughs> but you are like, but you're interested mm-hmm. and you're, I would say a friend cautiously because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't be a friend to your kids. But maybe could you talk about that of how did you maintain a friendship where there was that open communication? Mm-hmm. that you were able to talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. because the talks only happens well if there's a relationship. Right. Right. So how did you structure, how did you think about relationship with your kid while maintaining your discipline or mm-hmm. maintaining the authority? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I don't think it was hard because again, the way I grew up, I, I was friends with my mom, but, um, you do, um, there is a balance there. And yes, be friends with your children. My goodness. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't really agree with the phrase of you can't be friends with your, with your children. Jesus is our friend. Right. Hello. That's so, right. you know, that's how. And that's he's our authority. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And right. he, ha- he has to um Slap our hands sometimes, you know. Right. Um, but no, um, I think there is a balance there because you can't be too much of her friend and just let them have their way or, oh, they won't like me as a friend. I won't be cool if I say this or I don't let them do that. Um, my goodness, I just you know, been through that this week. You know, I, I have to say no, I can't be cool. And then <laughs> later, you know. Uh, my son appreciates that he right. he, yeah. he knows I I need to say no or need need to you know get him in line. Um, at the time they may not like it, but yeah. then you get chatting as friends again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I was just telling Adam on the way here. I was like, because we were specifically talking about how you were always in our business. Yes. Right? Yep. And <laughs> yep. <to a> lot <laughs> of, yep. To a lot of teenagers though, like that could feel intrusive. And yeah, I'm sure there were times where it felt intrusive in the moment, but mm-hmm. always, 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 we were thankful that you were in oh, yeah. business mm-hmm. after the fact, yes. whether that was hours later or weeks later right. or months later, we we were thankful that you were in our business. How did you do that in a way that always made us want to come back around and say, thank you for being in our business? Yes. Well, I think I sometimes forewarned you that, you know, um, you may not not like this right now. But later, you'll be thankful for this. And this is my job. I'm, oh, yeah. I am your that mom. That was a line. Right. This yes. is my job. I'm going to do my job right. You know, and or if you, you didn't like what I was saying at the time, what do you think I should say to you? Should I just let you do this or that and not say anything? 
Um, that's yes. a really good tactic, actually. Like you have done that and it makes us stop and think like, oh, what should what should I say? And you really, you didn't ask that as a rhetorical question. You literally asked that to us. Well, what, what do you think I should do right now then? Yes. And we had to stop and answer that. Yeah. And it, it, we had to come out with the truth. That's yes. such good coaching, really. I know yes. you were parenting, but you were coaching us too, because we had to put ourselves in the parents' shoes and say, right. oh yeah, you actually are making a good decision as yes. a parent. Right. And you know, let, let your children know as uh, when they're young and when they're older, until they move out, you are going to, going to be in their business. I've, I've mm-hmm. just told a parent the other day, get in their business. You have the right. You're the parent. Okay. So what does that look like? Yeah. Like, so, okay. so for like a 10 year old, Oh, what well does then, that look like? Well, that's easier because, you know, you can ask the questions about, you know, how was school today? Or, um, so what, tell me some of the conversations you have with your friends. You know, I, I liked it. And that's like getting in your business, you know. But, Here's but one you of my favorite of- lines. This is more of a teen line, but this is one of my favorite ones. Um, when you, one sister, I won't say who, gets off of the phone with her boyfriend. And as soon as she gets off the phone, mommy says, so what did so-and-so have to say? <laughs> that's right. A very and, common line. Yes, I know they like to tease we, me now. Yes. But we've repeated that so many times. And now like we just say it even like from our husbands because now we're all married except for Kyle. Well, Kayla's almost married. But um, and so we'll say like Carly gets off the phone with her husband. So what did Seth have to say? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And obviously there's good boundaries in place now where you don't try to get in our business with our spouses. Well, no. But like that was (laughs) always there growing up, you know? Absolutely. And and it wasn't just like a, I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to catch you in something. That wasn't the spirit. It was, I'm genuinely interested in what your boyfriend had to say. Right. Right. Like how you hold it too. Like talk about that. So some things are just like you're chatting it up and having fun Mm -hmm. um, and just hearing what they said and laughing about what's silly. But then sometimes you get these checks. Mm -hmm. Mm. The checks. (laughs) The checks. (laughs) Tell us about your checks. Well, you know, I think for sure this comes from God, you know. Um, and I know we think of for things on our own and God's sometimes probably thinking, what? That wasn't me. But <laughs> um, but no, I do believe because it, you stay on your knees, you, you pray every day for your children and for your children's spouses. You know, Adam, I prayed for you way before I knew you. I did. I prayed, you know, I prayed for all of the spouses and I still do. Um, that's what, you know, we need to do. And, and that's, so when you, when I feel like, okay, wait, I'm having a check. Like I I can be in a conversation and all of a sudden I'm thinking, no, this, I don't think they're telling me the whole truth. And then I'll just come dead and say, on, um, you guys, dead on. She always was right. Well, and I, and I look at them and say, that's not the truth. And I, I, I feel like you're not um, telling me the truth right now. So let's talk about this more. Well, and then you just started using the word check. And we just yes. knew like surrender because <laughs> yes. if she uses that word, she knows. <laughs> and yep. I try not to overuse that because I didn't want to say that to scare you. Right. I really prayed for that. I wanted God to... to um, be in the in my business, be in your business. I wanted him to move in when it when he needed to move in. So how did okay, so that for a ten year old you could kind of just 
directly authoritatively. Yeah, authoritatively. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You could just kind of tell them what's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, right. you're not going over there. Right. But then, okay, so they're getting older, right? Mm-hmm. But she, can I interrupt real yeah, quick? Cool. She actually didn't do that at 10. She didn't say like, Please. no, you're not going over there. Like, no. right. you had a conversation with us. Right, yes. That. And yeah. that's why at 12 and 15 and 16 and 18, mm-hmm. it wasn't this like, oh, she's just trying to control me because at 10, she didn't do that. Right. Right. So how, how did you do that? Like, how do you leave them with that feeling? Well, I wanted them to feel comfortable about anything that's being said. Um, if they wanted to go over to a friend's house and... Um, and yes, I would come out and say, I know that a lot of people are not comfortable with the, with the word sex. And so we, we'd, well, now they are nowadays, people <laughs> say it all the time, but I mean, when you guys were younger, mm-hmm. people did, they didn't say it. Right. They right. said doing that or <laughs> right. whatever, you know? And, um, I said, so, uh, be careful. I, you know, you don't want to freely use that word, but if it's, if you hear, that word, what is the conversation about? And always feel free to talk to me. You're not going to get in trouble ever. You always told us that. Yeah, you're never, I don't care what you've seen, what you heard, or what you talked about. You're not going to get in trouble because we're all human. This is, these are normal questions. These are normal words. These are um, things that, uh, you know, kids like to talk about or they, because they think they know what they're talking about or whatever. (laughs) So um, that's that was really important that I always wanted you guys to know that you wouldn't be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we knew, like, even if it's something that needed to change and that, you know, there's maybe there was a sin or there was something gone wrong or gone astray, like, we knew it's, it's okay to, like, you know, course correct because mm-hmm. you weren't going to get us in trouble for telling mm-hmm. you. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and make it normal that it's okay to think about you know, you know, sex or, you know, depending on what age. Yeah. And you saying that just now reminded me too, like when we were younger, a lot of times, um, we, you know, because it's normal for girls to like boys and for boys to like girls and have crushes, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we'd be like, oh, I have a crush on so-and-so. And we'd be talking to our friends and then our friends would be like, oh, I'm not allowed to like boys. I'm like, what is that? What do you mean you're not allowed to like? Of course we do, right. right? And so I know like you were always really good about saying like, of course you have a crush on him. He's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean? What do you like about yeah. him? What do you like yeah. about him? Right. Exactly. Well, even as detailed, and that, this might feel awkward to some people, but it was normal in our house, even as detailed as what happens in your body when you feel the butterflies. Yeah. Like you wanted us to be describing what was going like a body awareness? What did that mean to be turned on? Even if we didn't use the phrase turned on right. at a young and, age. Right. And of course I wouldn't use that word, but right. like what you just said, because it is normal. Everyone when, when they're one or two years old, even they're, they're being shy with, you know, someone that's nice looking and you know why, I mean, God made us this way. So, you know, to not allow for you to have feelings, that's that's just saying, well, you're going to have those feelings anyway. You're just not going to talk about it to me. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to your friends or you're going to keep it to yourself. Right. And yeah. yeah, you don't stop the feeling. You just, it, right. it depends on however the parent reacts, how much information they're going to get from their kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really interesting as I was like listening to you talk about that. 
a fl- the flip side of that is, you know, if you have a hard time accepting the fact that your kid is going to like other kids, you're also probably going to, well, maybe have a difficult time when they are liking someone and how do you let them into the family? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. So like I didn't ever feel like, of course, I was awkward at first when I came over. It's like, okay. <laughs> I like this girl. I've never done this before. You know, like, I'm going over to their, their house to meet everybody. Oh, cool. you were so, great, Adam. <laughs> thank you. You're my pick from the beginning. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I, you never made it feel weird. Like, this was a strange thing that was happening. It was mm-hmm. like, welcome to the family. You know, yes. like, not as if, like, we were married, but, like, you're welcome here. We're just going to have fun. We're curious right. about you. It wasn't like this... Evaluation. The evaluation that mm-hmm. I had to like watch my P's and Q's and to just pass the test. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it felt very open like yeah. that. Right. So Good. how did you guys manage that? Like, did you and Daddy talk about that ahead of time? Here or? he comes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I don't know if we talked about it ahead of time in, in conversation. Maybe it, like a conversation about like, oh, um, when Adam comes over or whatever. And, um, I think Daddy liked to tease sometimes, and you know, <laughs> of course, yeah, with you know, Adam it appreciated challenged me to ping pong. Oh right. yeah, <laughs> and appreciated his corny jokes because Adam has those as well. But <laughs> I don't think they're corny. Of course. <laughs> But yeah, would you say that was kind of, um, that was just your philosophy on us dating that you were going to, like, like Adam said, just be curious about the person and instead of being judgmental about the person. Right. Right. Because that's a part of dating. It's part of, you know, the young people getting together. I, I love, I love it that, you know, um, all of you were constantly making plans to be with young people and, um, I did have a lot of youth parties. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did. Because <laughs> I'd rather it be at my house. Not that you couldn't go anywhere. But I, I like I liked everyone coming over and, and that's how you get to know other young people as well. Exactly. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you were you guys were putting the work in. You and Daddy were putting the work in because you knew these these are the people that my girls are with all the time and Absolutely. Kyle. Um, these are the people that they may they maybe their future spouses. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we had youth parties at our house all the time because I remember you wanted to be, you wanted that at our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were putting the work in. Yeah, totally. Yep. On that note, talk about how you guys handled sleepovers. I know it's kind of related to what you just mm-hmm. said. Um, someone asked a question about okay. sleepovers. So talk right. about your philosophy on that. Okay. Um. Again, I'd rather the friends sleep over at our house. <laughs> so that that basically was the the rule. Um not that I know that, you know, with the cousins and everything you guys slept over. Um but yeah, we had people sleeping over. Um and the the living room was the place, you That's know. Right. You Always. Get, yeah, yep. you get, you know, the sleeping bags and the pillows. So that way um, they, they were used to us coming in and out, getting a drink, you know, in yep. the kitchen and saying, oh, um, you guys are not asleep yet. You know, you've had too much candy and, you know, I made it a, 
a point to come in there, but not sit there and be part of the slumber party. Right. <laughs> you weren't like joining the circle the whole time, but you were definitely present. Like uh, right. You're in and out. Even when you didn't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure. And even there were times I remember you falling asleep on the couch while we yeah, were, yes. you know, all on sleeping bags in the living room. Yes. Yeah. Right. In other words, that's a big sacrifice. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I know I remember a lot of times where you would and still do go really out of your way to stay present. You go, yes. go on trips that you really don't have to go on. But because you do, you know all the kids that your kids are talking about. Yep. Right. And you're in, in their business. <laughs> well, yeah. and the road trip, you know, I get to oh, listen yeah. to all of it. Exactly. <laughs> you were on all the road trips. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good example of, of that balance we were talking about earlier um, that I think that you and daddy did so well um, of the balance of being our friend so that we knew we could always talk to you, but also being our mom. Because that was your job. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good example um, from a young age and then, you know, all the way up until, uh, you know, the teen, the teen parties. And and so you guys did that for a lot of years. I mean, yeah, you're still doing it. Just at No Limits on in March, you guys had <laughs> not the, just teens. <laughs> no, I know. Right. You had the after party at your house. Uh, oh, what? Four or five in the morning. Yeah, or something. I think yeah, your husband told fun. me, he's like, yeah, I came downstairs and there are people still there. Yeah, right? I woke up in the morning at whatever, five something. And there yes. were everyone, a bunch of people were still there. See, I knew where my kids were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, I, um, my kids go over to other people's houses too. Sure. You know, I have good friends that Kyle hangs out with and, and, um, but I know them well. And they think a lot like we do and, and they're open and, and anyway, you know, I feel comfortable about that. We've been talking, um, a little bit about like specific hours of the night, you know, like Hmm. a party going until five o'clock in the morning. Um, talk to us about how you guys handled what other parents might've put arbitrary rules on, like you must be home by 11 PM every night, you know, like this specific Hmm curfew or this specific, you know, rule or age when you can do something. Mm-hmm. You guys handled that differently. Can you talk about your your philosophy on age versus stage? Yes. Um always I didn't put an an age time um because I want to be able to say, in which I told you this, I can change my mind. Yep. Oh, always. <laughs> yep. That was a line. And <laughs> you know if if you break the trust or you disobey or you're later than what I wanted you, then we will change our mind on this. Um, but it just depends on um, the service. Like if it's no limits, for example, um, and then what what friends are over and how late I want to stay up, how many times I want to come down and check on everyone, <laughs> right. you know, Um I wouldn't put it just a certain time. Um, I felt like because if you do that and all of the young people are hanging out, church got out at 10, and then if you have to be home at 11, well, then you're missing out. So you go home, you're in your room by yourself, then you start thinking, well, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, or I'll call somebody right now then because I'm missing out. And then it, it just leaves room for those um secret calls and not that my kids never you know try to secret call (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, of course, I collected all the devices. I mean, right. when you got older um, and you had devices. Uh-huh. Right. Um, that, but, you know, when you were younger, we had the phones in our room, the yeah. the, the, the phone lines and the computer. Yeah. Totally. Younger being teenager. Yeah. Still, 13, right. 14. Yeah. Not younger being younger than that. Like right. she was still collecting the phones as teens. Yes. Totally. Yes. So yes. Here, this kind of leads into another thing. Um, what about like, so I remember thinking like, wow, you know, <clears throat> they're a little bit young, you know, so, Mm-hmm. Say what kids are like little young to be, you know, having boyfriends, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and because there was never like an age that you stamped on it, like at 15, you're allowed to, or at mm-hmm. 18, you're allowed to have this. Um, same thing with like, well, Chris has said before, shaving, shaving your legs, right. like a yeah. very womanly thing. Mm-hmm. It's different for each kid. Yes. Yes, and, I did not put not, an age on it. Talk about that. Like, why? Like, some people would be like, well, hold on. You, you can't know. shave till yeah. you're 13. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we all different and someone might have hairier legs than the other at age nine. Because it happened. Someone being Karina. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if, you know, that bothered her and I just felt, you know, like, of course, I w- I shaved your legs for you at yeah. first, you know, yeah. and... um. But I, I did that. I didn't put an age because if I said, "Oh, you can all do it at nine, well, then maybe the personality or the maturity wouldn't fit there, or the need, or the need. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So and, it was all about like need and development level and mm-hmm. stage, right? And you can use that for other things as well. Yeah. Like, what are like some the examples? <laughs> yeah. Because um, and I would never like you know. Having talks at a young age, and I I just love the cards because I wish I did um, some things like that, like the card state, you know, like asking certain questions or how about, you know, the way you go about it. Um, I wish I had those cards. <laughs> but, Let's um, be honest. The cards, half of the card questions are from you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they were put into us and, and then yes. we created them. But, sure. you know, one of the things like, um, well, like you, Karina, being a scientist. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wish I knew more of the, the, the science um, way of mm-hmm. our you know our bodies how they work and all of that to where to explain it more I wish I did research on that I didn't think about um oh I need to do research on this so I can talk right. about this but you know um I just you know talk, talked about the important things but that's important too yeah. and it makes it make sense yeah right. so I you know I like that yeah. I like that my my the you know Carly Kaylin Kyle were able to Learn that from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. We had that class, so that was cool. That was learning too. Yes, exactly. I no, love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually one of the questions that someone submitted. Like, did you have any regrets regarding having the talks? Um, mm-hmm. So one of them being maybe that you didn't have as many scientific conversations about mm-hmm. how our bodies work. Any other regrets? Things that you wish you did differently? Yeah, I think because. Um, because Carissa, you were very talkative, and um, so I, you asked a lot of questions. So I kind of waited sometimes for Karina, mm-hmm. and then so I wish I didn't wait as long sometimes 
with you on some things because I was thinking, well, I'm not just going to just talk about everything when she's not even wondering, you know. Um, what did you do? Like, were you just not curious, Karina? You know, I think part of it was that I truly wasn't as curious as Carissa or I was curious about other things. Sure. Um, you know, I was very into um, sports. Mm -hmm. So, they, you know, they always call me the tomboy. So, like, I was curious. I kind of did, like, have that train of thought, you know. Um, but it could have been, too, that I just um, didn't wasn't curious enough to ask. So I might have a fleeting thought, but it didn't stick with me like it would Krissa until she got her question answered. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. 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 Each of your kids, and I can even point at them and say, like, each of your kids and the way they ask questions were all different. Mm -hmm. You're right. And the way they handled con uh, like conflict within themselves mm -hmm. and conflict was all different. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you navigate all those differences between your kids? Well, you know, sometimes I had to just wait and pray about it and say, you know, we're going to pick this up later and talk about it because I need to pray about this. And, you know, it does take a village. I have uh, resources. I have uh, my parents. I still have my parents. I'm very thankful for that. Um, and, you know, relatives um, really close to um you know, my, my siblings. And, um, so I, I was able to, you know, just talk about it and then get back with the question sometimes. And that's okay to know? do folks. You can wait. Right. You don't have to address it right then and there right. as long as you come back to it, but you yes. can pray about it and seek counsel. One mm -hmm. of the benefits, and this happens when people are afraid of talking about things, like, let's say like doctrine or talking about the things of God and they're like, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to share things because I'm, I don't have an answer. Mm -hmm. And this goes for kids too. I think it's really powerful to know that people respect you if you say, I don't know, mm -hmm. because they know you're not just making it up on the spot, mm -hmm. which leads right. to distrust. Right. But if you could say, I don't know, can I talk about that? Not only does it lead your, you lead you to um, more trust, Mm -hmm. But it also opens a door for another conversation. That's right. And another conversation. And the more conversations you have, the bigger the bridge and the stronger the mm -hmm. bridge you have to that person's heart. Yeah, that's really good. And and like what you were saying, Carissa, go back to it. Don't ignore it and, you know, put your head under the sand, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and think, well, if I don't bring it up again, maybe they just... Uh, won't talk to me about it because you don't feel comfortable talking about it. Sometimes it's not comfortable. Like, um, just because, you know, I said, well, it was comfortable growing up. It's still, um, it's not the most comfortable subject. It's not like I can't wait to talk about sex again. You know, <laughs> that's it. It's not, but, but I, or, you know, nowadays, you know, about what, what do you see online and, um, what, what kind of things just pop up and, um, you got to talk about those things because these are things that I'm learning too. I'm like, right. oh my goodness, you know, that popped up. Yeah. You know? So it's just, um, again, you have uh, being in their business and if mm -hmm. you choose to let them have devices, um, you know, again, what age or what for, what do mm -hmm. they need it for school? Where do they have their devices? Exactly. And, and that's been a big one. And it still is. I mean, you know, I, 
I get teased about it from people sometimes um, that I still collect the devices. Like, yeah. um, but uh, or or if they do need some quiet time, the door is open and yeah. the device is facing the door when I come in, you know, so I can know they're doing schoolwork. Not that I want to catch up on anything or think they're going to look at something bad or it's accountability, right? Or they right. can be goofing off and, you know, on YouTube basketball videos instead of homework oh, or something. I just got called <laughs> out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, true. And and one thing you did with us, and of course this was before smartphones, so it might be a different way or different age for other other families. But um, when I was thirteen, I, that was just the age that worked for us. Mm-hmm. You got me a phone, but it was our phone. It was yours yes. and my phone. Yeah, like you literally, there was no other number mm-hmm. that we had. It was we shared that phone number. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, got to contact you on daddy's phone when we were apart, you know, and we used it to connect with each other. And I used it to text friends or a boyfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. But you were very much in that business. Mm -hmm. And then when Karina got old enough, around the same age. Yeah, around that same age. um, Then I got to keep that number, this number I still have. And then you got another phone with Karina. And we shared for a little while. (laughs) And then same thing. Yep. Yep. And, you know, after after a while, after a couple of years, it became finally my phone. Um, (laughs) But that was a couple of years later. Yeah. 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 And I think it did um, build in that accountability because it was a shared phone. Mm -hmm. Had access to everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not like once it became our personal devices that you lost access you right mm-hmm. always had access and mm-hmm. I, can you talk a little bit about that um you know you use the phrase uh parents sticking their head in the sand because i think that does happen a lot unfortunately mm-hmm. um and that's when i think issues arise mm-hmm. and it is more obvious when when kids are teens but it, i think it starts when they're younger mm-hmm. um you know parents think my kids would never blah 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 mm-hmm. You know, and you would hope Mm -hmm. that they would never, whatever. But can you talk a little bit about how you um, avoided sticking your head in the sand? Well, I wrote a paper on this. I remember the (laughs) covers. It was like ostriches with their heads. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Um, But yes, because like I said, you you never like to hear someone come up to you and say, I need to talk to you about your daughter or your son, or this is what happened. You know, you just want to take up for them and say, oh, this will never happen and blah, 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 blah. You can't do that because that's doing them a disservice. Mm -hmm. Um, God doesn't do that to us, you know, and we, again, we have to think that way. You know, what would Jesus do? (laughs) You know, and it's, it's, that's a true statement. Um, But yes, um, you feel like it. You feel like, oh, you know, you feel embarrassed. You you feel like your face is getting red. You feel like putting your face in the sand, but <laughs> you can't. You get you got to face it. So because you love them that much, to to say yes, I'm sorry that they said that or they did that or you know, um, I'm we'll we'll take care of this um, because you're going to you're going to face these um, things. Your, your kids are not perfect. Okay. So um, they're going to do wrong and you, you're going to have to, you know, talk to them and discipline them and be embarrassed sometimes. Yeah. I was listening to Jordan Peterson today and he said, statistically speaking, two year olds are the most violent humans on the earth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. my kid would never hit another kid right <laughs> i'm sorry but forest has almost every single but 
I think what you say is, you know, tagging in what you said earlier, that it takes a village. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really good. One of the things that um, I wanted to ask, um, we know that the way we're, we react to mm-hmm. what you're hearing your kids say or, or questions or, questions or mm-hmm. even what someone's telling you and then you go to your kids, how did you do with, with that? How do you manage reactions? to, to mm-hmm. maintain that relationship, to have an open dialogue without right, freaking them right. out like I did something really oh, right. bad. Well, that's when, um, you know, when you're doing your praying, <laughs> your thinking, and you ask God, help me, God, when this does happen or this does come up, um, help me um, to react like you want me to react. You know, and I'm not saying I always reacted just right because I didn't. Um, I, those are those regrets that you're talking about. <laughs> but um, but for the most part, um, I did because I chose to. And was it easy? No, I had to just you know be silent and listen. And please listen. Please listen to your children. Um, don't cut them off because they'll talk more if you say, "I want to hear what you have to say about this." Um, I'm learning from you too. It's okay to say, I'm learning from you. You know, um, whatever you say right now is not going to be wrong. Let's, let's work this out. You know, there might be, you know, something that they're telling you what happened and you, you there needs to be some discipline there and, and everything. But, um, you know, another thing I didn't do, I just think it's funny when you're grounded for a month. You know, <laughs> who grounds their kids for a month? I don't think I don't you know. ever put a time on it. Even if it was no. a realistic amount of time, I don't think you ever said no. you're grounded for this you're long. Right. right. She would just say you're grounded. And when I feel like it's time for you to not be grounded, then I'll let you know. Right. Right. <laughs> and you never grounded us from church events, oh, folks. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I hear people, you're grounded from youth. Like Why? <laughs> Why do that? Or you're grounded from Bible quizzing. Oh, uh, my word. Yes. Um, that's like you're grounded from, from um, family devotion. That's the same thing. It, right, really, right. no one says that, right? right? No one says that. So you don't ground them from, from youth events. Now, you're grounded. Um, you could go to youth service, but you're not going out tonight. Right. You're not going to BJ's. Yeah. You're coming home. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. that's, that's where, that's the balance again. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So why did you not put the time frame on it? Why did you say like you're grounded until I feel that it's time? Because for you? I I waited to see if there's um, a repent of heart, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to do better, and if we had the conversations, and and then of course I didn't want to say you're grounded for a whole week when, um you really didn't deserve to be grounded for the, for the whole week. But then if I see there's an attitude going on and the attitude lasted for another day and another day, Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't say you're only, you're grounded for two days because now they need to be grounded for three days. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> it That's exactly it right there. Yes. Yeah. Um, transitioning a little bit before we close up, one thing that was always really important to me growing up that I remember was our car talks. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> even if it meant that we were going to be late going in somewhere or, mm. you know, that we spent another 45 minutes in the driveway when we were parked Driveway at talks is what driveway. they should be Driveway yeah, talks. Driveway. Yes. So um, what, how did you, how did you structure that? Was that a plan or did you kind of just happen upon that and realize that driveway talks were so important? Talk a little bit mm. about that. I think it, we, 
just it happened and it worked out with you, Carissa. So I thought, oh, this works because um, it is. Right. I mean, you can't answer your phone. You can't like really get up to go to the bathroom or get up to get a drink or I'm hungry and open up the refrigerator the stand there when I'm trying to talk to you so you don't have to look at me or whatever. <laughs> but no, I, I like it because you, you are, we're alone in the car and um, we're sitting in the driveway. It's quiet. No one else is around. And it just worked. I like those talks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good development came yeah. out of driveway talks. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we were just chatting right. about fun things. It wasn't just like something that I need to talk to you about. Now, sometimes it was that. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, okay, I want to know, you know, about this, you know, what happened here? Yeah, I think what's, what's important to highlight here is that I think a lot of parents step in for these conversations when they feel like it's something's mm. wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're not there for the slumber parties or the the you know let's go on a road trip or so we know with marriage studies that there needs to be a five to one ratio for good for good relationships um, for good things to bad things so mm-hmm. five good things for every bad thing that happens and I think that a lot of parents neglect spending time getting excited about the good and rewarding for the good and just being happy about the good. Right. But then it's overdone when it's bad. Mm -hmm. So then there's a greater weight. Like speak to that maybe like parents that you have worked with and seen spend an exorbitant amount of time on this is wrong, but they don't praise their kids enough or are Mm -hmm. there for the fun. Right. Um, You need to talk to your kids and praise them for the, uh, for having a good attitude. Hey, thank you um, for answering me that way. I know you should, but I just want to tell you, I appreciate it. Um, I hear you, you guys, all three of you um, and Curtis, you know, I hear all you guys say that to your children. Um, thank you for having a good attitude, you know, <laughs> um, but it's just like, um, you know, I was teased about it yesterday, uh, but um, I complimented the person, um, it was at the store and, <laughs> you know, the way they helped us and everything. I needed to compliment him because some people don't help you anymore. They just like, look at you like, I don't want to work here and I don't want to listen to you. I don't want, you know, but, but he was very helpful and I wanted to compliment him. So I was teased about it, but that okay. it works that way with your children as well. Like, yeah. I like how you said, even if it's something that they ought to do, right? Like, mm-hmm a chore, like cleaning their own room or making their own bed or having a good attitude. It's something they ought to do. But if they're praised for it, it's positive reinforcement. It's like basic psychology. Oh, yeah. Right? It you works. <laughs> it totally works. It's basic. I, I mean, humans have figured out how to train pigeons <laughs> using, uh, what is this uh, classical conditioning? That, well, that's operant. Operant. Okay. Oh, operant conditioning. <laughs> right? Like, hey, do something good. Here's a treat. You do right. something good. I'm going to give you like a attaboy good job right. this is amazing but parents it's our nature can, yeah, yeah like we thrive on that yeah. so right. we if, still like to hear that so if we're going to be consistent in our punishment or let's just correct. say correction rather mm-hmm. than punishment mm-hmm. let's be consistent also with our praise and happiness and love absolutely yeah. and i think Amen. that was like the consistency was that you were always asking us questions and and genuinely interest, interested 
you were always asking us, how was your day? Or what did you do at youth? And who did you talk to? And not in an accusatory way, but just you were always asking. So when you were asking and you really were trying to get information, we didn't know any better necessarily because it was just normal. Right. That's true. Right. And and instead of you being, you know, nervous about complimenting or saying someone looked nice in their new suit or whatever, I would bring it up sometimes. Oh, I noticed so and so with yeah. this new suit on. Yeah. You know. So because I wanted you to feel comfortable to talk about it because it's normal. Uh, we yeah. wanted to tell you about who we liked, or even when we had our first kiss or when we right. held hands, like we wanted to tell you that. Yes. Right. Like because we knew that you were gonna be genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. You were gonna guide and correct and slow us down when we needed to be yes. slowed yep. up, slow down. And then, you know, you're going to celebrate with us when it was the right time. Right? right. Because then you wanted to listen about the boundaries. Yep. Because it it was important. Right. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, any other questions that you guys have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll think about them as soon as we stop the recording. Well, we yeah. could go on and on and on <laughs> totally. for hours. But. Okay. So if you guys have more questions for our mom, Kimberly Horton. Um, so she is actually a parent coach. She um, has a Christian counseling certificate from Wilson University, and she is certified in Prepare and Rich, which is the same program we use with our couples. She uses the parenting version and the couples version, depending on what, what you're working on. But um, she has some open slots. Now, when this airs on the 31st, um, she will actually have a wedding that yes. weekend. Our sister Kayla is getting <laughs> married. Um, so. Finally. She won't see you. Oh, okay, she won't see you until after um, the wedding, so after June June fourth. Um, mm-hmm. But if you shoot her an email, you'll be on her list where she can connect with you. And she has some open slots right now for parent coaching. She'll get you that information, and we can vouch for her. She's oh, an yeah. awesome coach. She's had so many parents who are probably listening yeah. right now that would. She's agree. been doing this pro bono for years. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. My life turned out pretty great. Oh, right. <laughs> y'all did, and so, I appreciate that. We'll put the email address in the show notes, but it is Kim for Parents at gmail.com. So it's K I M F O R Parents P A R E N T S at gmail.com. So you can reach out to her there, and she'll give you all the info if you want to set up some parenting coaching sessions. Yes. My pleasure. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, we're going to end it like we end all of our episodes. Rewind back to the first couple years of your marriage before any of us existed. And um, what advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank, dear young married couple. Okay. (laughs) Dear young married couple, take time to talk about everything, um, even when it's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and I've heard you say this before, get back to it if if you don't have time right then. But um, it's important to um, start that habit uh, in the younger years of your marriage, just like we do for our children, to start those habits when they're young. Um, so then it's not uncomfortable um, because that's that's important. That way, it if you can talk about everything in the beginning, you'll continue that through your marriage and having children and grandchildren. Aww. Love it. Amen. Thank you so much. We love Thank you. you. Aww, I love you guys. Thank you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. 
And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.